Ultra. Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are swimming through Disney's The Little Mermaid one minute at a time. I'm Kester Duraski. I'm Andrew Duraski. And today we are again joined by Scott and Ricey Joe from the YouTube channel Scott and Ricey Joe. Hello. We are. <laughs> Hello again. <laughs> we are discussing Minute 19 today, which starts with Ariel singing World, finishing the I mean, song. she sings World for like 20 seconds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she, if you were here yesterday and you didn't know what she was singing at the very end. Like part, part of, of your, that. Part of, part part of, part of that. that. What? It's world. <laughs> part of that world. World. <laughs> it ends with Sebastian saying, and get you something. He is cut off. And this minute features Ariel finishing her song of the of, of dreaming about the human world, her I want song, and Sebastian getting tossed around and and scaring Flounder and Ariel, mm-hmm. mostly Flounder, and Sebastian freaking out over Ariel's collection. <laughs> it uh, also features lots and lots of Ariel's hair. Yeah, I mentioned in the last minute that my favorite still of Ariel, because we were talking about how every single shot of Ariel could be a painting. And my favorite one is the very first second of this minute. Um, it's about 90% hair. All you see is say, red it's, everywhere it's the and then one. her eyeballs right in the middle. And I love <laughs> it. I think it's so cool. But it made Scott and I, you know, it sparked a discussion with us. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. Why do you think... The animators or the writers chose red hair for Ariel. Why do you think, you know, they made that such a distinctive choice? I my thoughts is this already a thing you guys have talked about on the show, or that a like, little bit, yeah. Like I, they they created her color palette specifically. Mm-hmm. My, my thoughts are you've probably talked about it. Tell me if I'm repeating stuff. Is that um, they're thinking okay underwater everything's dark and gray and you know there's not necessarily a lot of color underwater and so. I think mostly from, blue. Mostly like you're going to tend a lot of blue. Right. And so I bet they just had to have this splash of color. You know, a brunette would kind of be super boring down there. Mm-hmm. Right. One of the main reasons was they were working on the sequel to Splash, the oh, Tom, oh, the, the Tom yeah. Hanks mermaid Tom movie. Hanks. Yeah. And she has blonde hair. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to kind of set, set so not her blonde. apart. Uh, from from that mermaid uh, right. because also with splash they were shut down um they were rejected the the the, the sequel to splash didn't happen yes but they because they were in in the works of the sequel to splash when they the animators brought the little mermaid to attention they were shut down because they didn't because they're like no we're working on something very similar to that right now so no yeah, the live action studio part was uh, yes. working on that, but they were saved oh. by wasn't it the Jeffrey Katzenberg? Yeah, uh, oh yeah, they were they were saved by Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was like, "No, let's do this. This sounds great." So he not only saved the film, okay. but also almost ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And another reason was they wanted it to complement her green tail, and her green tail, the color of it is specifically called Ariel because it is made 
for Ariel. And, and her hair color was specially mixed, right? Yes, but I don't know what... They, they yeah. didn't name it, as far huh. as I know, but they wanted it to complement her. They also wanted her to be separated from her sisters, who all have blonde, black, right. and brown hair. Yeah. Um, I think... And I, I wonder if they did the tail kind of a seafoam green, um, intentionally, because it was Little Mermaid and seafoam plays into that... Maybe. That iconography. But... um. It works great. And I said it when, when we first talked about they set up, you know, a green and red as as her two major colors. And in in this sequence, you see moments where she has as much red as she has green. Like her hair is as big as her tail uh, when she's like <laughs> descending down uh, the the cavern. And never once do I ever think of this red and green as Christmassy. No. Oh wow! Yeah. Typically, red, red, and green would be Christmassy. Like they do a wonderful job making these. Definitely, like you can't say her hair is orange. It it is red hair, and her tail (laughs) is green. But But it is not not, Christmas. Like you never get a Christmas Christmas red. Yeah. You know, on the hair itself too. The um, it was uh, hair has come a long way in animation. We were talking about compared to Moana. Uh, it's just one that was on recently on our mind, but like hair in animation, Monsters, Inc., you know, you see the individual fur on, uh, on people and, you know, those are, uh, 3d animated, but back then how insanely difficult and tedious would it have been to draw like individual hair strands? So the hair kind of acts as, you know, its own entity, entity. all of it together instead of like, you know, individual strands. Yeah, yeah Kestra said that while we were watching the minutes. She's like, it, it's like it's got a life of its own. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, but they also, like, that's one of the things that, I mean, they put, um, what was her name, Kestra? The physical actress. Sherry Stoner. Sherry Stoner. They put her in a pool and they filmed to see what her hair does. And when you watch some of the sequences that they have on the documentary of, of filming her kind of swim up to the window that they're filming through, like, you can see the hair and it's like, that is Ariel's hair. Hmm. Like, like her hair somehow translates into the animation. And I think this moment in particular, they had her swim up and kind of turn and her hair just kind of flows all the way forward, except you see some of her face. And so like you were saying, this is, you know, a, a great moment where there's just so much hair. It's fairly realistic um, to the the referencing that they were doing where the mm-hmm. hair just you know, pools around her. And I, I think Sherry had a lot of hair, which is one of the reasons that uh, it worked so well for Ariel. It was short, but it it was pretty full. Yeah. Like, it wasn't thin yeah. hair. It was thicker hair. Yeah, so Ariel ends up having very, very, very thick hair. Yes. <laughs> if we're done with Ariel. <laughs> but, yeah. <I'm, laughs> and her hair. And yeah, her are, hair. Are you we all set on, on that? <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, I want to talk about Flounder. Flounder? What about Flounder? His face at the end of this song, he is just like staring up into the skylight and he just looks completely vacant. Like he's, <laughs> he's got like, the, like it's a dopey, dopey face. It he's is. just like, oh, and he's just kind of like, he's like waving his fins a little bit to just stay stationary. Stay- but like, if you, if you have access to this minute listeners, like, Pull it up and and look at Flounder instead of looking at Ariel. He he looks so goofy, and he's just like, oh. I mean, this whole week he hasn't been he hasn't this been doing character. That much. He hasn't he been hasn't himself. Been, he hasn't been himself. He's been well. He hasn't said anything, and then he's just there, like almost like a pet. 
Yeah. And it's just not... Which, he's which not is not his sidekick. character throughout the rest of it. Yeah. He is not He is not up to sidekick level in this one. Yes. He is He's part of the environment in this in this week and one of the most fundamentally one of like the most fundamentally improved things about the broadway musical is that flounder gets a great song i mean he's he's not it's not just his song but he gets he gets the solo part in a great song in the musical yeah it's uh she loves me or she's in love she's in love she loves loves me me. that's That's a musical (laughs) that's one of my favorite musicals try that again it's (laughs) it's it's she's in love which is a Really I love that song. It's it's, it's great. It's song. such a it's such a fun song that they added to the Broadway musical, and Flounder has like the solo performance in it. He comes in uh, probably like a third into it and and joins the song, but then he gets the solo part, and it's great because like Flounder deserves it. Well, and it's like I wonder if we talked about it earlier. They're probably going to put stuff like that into the live action remake. I hope that one makes Beauty it. And the Beast, they gave song. a lot of people backstories, and yeah, sure they'll they'll include stuff like that. Yeah, because that I mean, in the Broadway musical, that almost makes it a fifth showstopper. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, that song is so much fun, yeah. and and it and it gives extra time to Ariel sisters, so that they're not just in one song and and forty <laughs> seconds of one song in this film at that. Uh, but like, boy, does he have a vacant stare in this minute? He's just <laughs> like, okay, the song's over, and he's just staring up and floating, and he's still that kind of like sickly green shade, <laughs> and it just looks awful. We're we're watching through it right now as we're doing this. I hadn't noticed. That is so funny. Well, you know, when you when you watch it twelve times, you get a chance to really see everything. <laughs> um, so Sebastian's in the Stein, and it rolls off, and then shatters. Which doesn't make sense yeah, because right. it's, it's like I'm pretty sure that's made of metal. Looking metal, at it, right? And, and it crunches like it's metal. Yeah, so it wouldn't fall with enough force, right? Yeah, yeah that I was going to talk about that. The whole ending thing where he falls off and pulls the tablecloth and everything crashes. There wouldn't the be crashing the box. sounds. There wouldn't be things falling with enough force to actually break. Yeah, uh. but like and. Then you don't see the glass break. You don't, because there's a glass bottom. Mm-hmm. I stay. I I watched this. The glass doesn't break. Just the, I don't the, see like, the, the glass. Body, the metal body of it. I don't see the glass. So at it all. disappears. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know what happens. Did we just yeah, not think, ask these types of questions in 1989? <laughs> I I think they just kind of hide it away and say it's like oh it's the end of the song and then you get to Sebastian. It's like the next important thing is. After all of his hijinks right here, it, it's, you know, when he's like, what's going on? You know, he's uh, he's yelling at Ariel. So you kind of jump from the song and your brain, I think, is still processing the song. And then you jump to uh, the conversation that happens after you kind of right. Especially because they spent like 20 seconds panning out with, you know, the flounder vacant stare. And they were just like panning back up her grotto and we get kind of lost in that last note. And then suddenly kaboom and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I'd say that's what's going on is is we kind of uh, get shuffled forward without having to pay attention to this actual moment. Mm-hmm. I think they didn't know how to come back from the song. I, I think this is a rough <laughs> transition. They're like, OK, we just had like the great I want song. We're setting a precedent for many films and, and probably even more musicals. <laughs> uh, how do we get out of it? We don't like. <laughs> It's not Broadway. Like, you can't just put the I Want song at the end of the first act and have the intermission. Yeah. 
it's it's an awkward transition. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're gonna shatter metal and see if anyone notices. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then scare Flounder into a knight's helmet, and <laughs> yeah, well, and like a Jack in the Box, like that Jack in the Box. What on earth? Where like, did... I I don't blame someone for tossing that off of a boat. You don't like <laughs> clowns at all. I don't like clowns at all, so... and Jack in the Boxes are typically clowns. So... Although when I was a kid, the only Jack in the Box I ever really had was actually Mickey Mouse themed. <laughs> oh, okay. It was Mickey in like marching band uniform. And <laughs> I think about it. Mouse yeah. in the box. <laughs> I like it. It broke though. Oh. Don't have it anymore. Probably dropped it underwater or something. Yeah, maybe. But it was <laughs> so that's how things break apparently. It's the only that's the only Jack in the Box I actually have experience with. <laughs> it was with the Jack in the Box that I noticed that the color is coming back. Like there's a little more color. It definitely gets more lively uh, at the end of the sequence. So they finished the song and I wonder if like once the song was finished it maybe shifted to a different uh lead animator maybe, for a little while possibly. or something. I mean it is also more focused on Sebastian now rather than yeah. Ariel. But um he, he's dramatic. He, yes, he is very dramatic. But he's caught in all this garb of yeah he's just, he's, he lands in a bunch of junk yeah there's a there's a ring around his neck and, and a fish hook with and a, a line fish hook and a, a compass and a necklace and a pipe conveniently and a... in his mouth <laughs> yeah another snarf blat which <laughs> if she already had a snarf blat why did she have to ask about the new yeah, one i don't know and uh because he's... sebastian lost it or something <laughs> and he's on an accordion and uh-huh. then there's a thimble on his legs legs which the thimble in different shots com- disappears and co- reappears i thought it was just around different legs no it disappears and reappears well, even I, I i noticed it and then even as i was listening to the commentary on our blu-ray they mention it d- disc they oh. mention it and they're like how did we let this go how did we let this like slip past us you're under a lot of pressure guys it's okay so also, there's some errors yeah. here. It's okay. Yeah, we're okay with that, right? Mm-hmm. I also noticed another error that the dingle hopper is turned the other way. It's it it's turned kind of sideways, whereas in the, she, yeah, in the candelabra, mm-hmm. where where the oh. knife and the spoon are facing, huh? In one way, it's turned kind of sideways and not really exactly the exact angle that she had p- placed it. You guys better repair that in the live action version. <laughs> that would be funny if they kept some like tiny things like that as like homage to this. If they listen to our podcast, then they better. <laughs> this is for you guys. <laughs> oh man, I would be so happy if they actually listened to our podcast before they make the live action ones. Like, and then some- reached out to us. Someone went minute Whoa. by minute through the animated one. They probably know a thing or two. <laughs> You're like consultants, official consultants for the movie. Oh, that's the that's the movie by a minute dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like we we get it, guys. Like we spent a lot of time on this thing, and we think it's amazing. We we maybe understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Okay, this minute, like it has twenty seconds of the last note of the song, and then it kind of jumps ahead, and Sebastian's just upset, and he does. I I love all. I I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm getting ready to be a dad, but I love all the like underwater puns. And he's like, "You're under a lot of pressure down here." It's like, "Oh, good one, Sebastian." What? Water pressure. <laughs> Never noticed. 
Oh man, he was laughing like oh, every, every time. time. Every time like, you're that under we a that lot minute. of pressure. I get what you're saying. <laughs> He's been uh, Andrew has been working on his dad jokes. I'm really good at it. <laughs> it's which so means much I'm fun really bad at it. Mm. <laughs> right, getting good at dad jokes isn't a good thing. But yeah, I it's a little I'm... complicated. It's uh, <laughs> it's sort of like back before I met Kestra, and at some point I was like. I'm getting really good at first dates. Wait a second. No, I keep having first dates. This is a problem. That's really And funny. you went on your first date with me and never... Last first date I ever had. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but that, like... It, and then I, I have a comment about something that Sebastian doesn't finish saying in this minute, so I have to save that for tomorrow. So okay. the rest of my Sebastian talk is tomorrow. I have one more thing, and it's kind of off topic of Sebastian and the minute itself. It's more of the movie. Go for it. it unless Scott and Ricey, do you no, have anything go ahead. to say? Okay. Mm-mm. So, Andrew, you've mentioned several times the past few weeks about the the shimmer and the the water, the water effect. The water effect. Did you find out? I was listening to the commentary, and they talked about it. They talked a little bit about it. It okay. was a little confusing to completely understand what they did exactly. But there's is this for the light shimmery or like the hazy water? Both. Okay. There's the live. It's a live action pattern that okay. they that they had, and they also did some double exposure to the background. For mm-hmm. the shimmer, especially. And there are also filters over the film to add this effect. And this whole effect was um, made up by Mark Dindle, who was a, an animator and a storyboarder for this film. So he came up with it. A lot of it was live action effect. Uh, effect. That they laid over it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Meaning like they put water in. They didn't go into detail. Oh, man. Because like, they had computers, so they could have layered it in the computer system and just had, you know, some, some water for a layering effect. Or they could have, like, well, no. Because they definitely, they didn't, they weren't able to use the multiplane camera, right? They weren't able to use the multiplane okay. camera. Okay, if they had used a multiplane camera, they could have actually filmed through a layer of water. They re- desperately, like, that was one of the things that they wanted to use the multiplane camera for. Let's go back to it. But the multiplane camera that they were going to use... Hadn't been maintained. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. But that's what I would have done if I had had a multiplane camera. You know, a, a, just a, just a, a million dollar piece of equipment that's like 20 feet tall. Wow. Yeah. But they couldn't use it. All right. That's a shame. Uh, did you guys have any other notes? <laughs> nope. That's all we have for you today, listeners. We are part of Dueling Genre. You can find us and many other podcasts at DuelingGenre.com. There you will also find a link to to a Patreon page where you can support all Dueling Genre productions. We are on Twitter and Instagram at DizMinute, on email as DisneyAnimationMinute at gmail.com, and on Facebook as the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society or Damsels Group. Our guests can be found at... ScottAndRiceyJoe.com That's S. C-O-T-T and Ricejo.com. Until next time, listeners, thank you for making us part of your world. <laughs> <laughs>